What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain. Quick message from our sponsors, BNFT and Nitro Betting. BNFT is a groundbreaking platform that combines the unstoppable force of blockchain technology and the limitless potential of artificial intelligence to revolutionize personalized learning and earning experiences. BNFT leverages AI to create immersive educational environments for collaboration and utilizes DeFi to transcend traditional e-learning experiences. You can also earn exclusive certificates and showcase your achievements with unique NFTs. You can learn more by going to bnft.solutions and their social media channels. Nitro Betting is a top Bitcoin and crypto betting site that allows you to place bets in casino games, sports books, racing, gaming, you name it. It's your money. You should be able to have fun with it too outside of traditional investing. So check out all the action at nitrobetting.eu. All links are in the description below. Enjoy the episode, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain, episode 352. Today, we have Elizabeth Olson. She is the head of growth for the Xverse app. We have it on my phone right here. We're going to be talking about it in more detail and what makes it so unique as a Bitcoin first wallet application. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Super happy to have you here today. How are you doing? Hey, Brandon. What's up, everyone? Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Pleasure is mine. Um, before we jump in and start talking about Xverse, I uh, would love to learn a bit more about yourself as well. Anything you want to share, maybe about your background, your personal story. How, how did you wind up in you know, crypto and blockchain and Web3? Everyone's got a, a unique story. Yeah, I love it. I always love to share my uh, orange pill story because I think it's a bit different than, than a lot of people in this space and hopefully encouraging to those who are just starting to dabble uh, I've actually, I'm fairly new to this space. I've been, I've been, um, I started at Xverse uh, about a year ago. Uh, and my background's actually in the luxury industry. So I came from, I was at Steinway and Sons for many years, piano company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was at Sotheby's auction house. So if you're familiar with like the, mm-hmm. the, the art and the luxury goods scene over there, uh, and that's actually where I, I started to get uh, some more deep professional exposure, I would say, to the Web3 space. For example, during the time I was there, we launched the Sotheby's Metaverse. And uh, also a lot of the auctions that I was working on had digital NFT, NFT or digital twins, I should say, uh, tied to the property. Uh, and a lot of that was to track the provenance. And, uh, and, and also, uh, it was interesting, some of the auctions, one when I worked on was the, the U.S. Constitution, and and you might be familiar with the Constitution Dow coming in and mm-hmm. <laughs> protesting actually outside the the auction house. Uh, so it was yeah, really interesting time uh, when I entered the space as well. The market cap was about two trillion. It's about a, you know just over a year ago, and everything was moving really fast. There was a lot of innovation happening. I had uh, had recently gotten my MBA and thought, okay, this is a really great time to pivot into one of the most exciting uh, spaces out there and uh, just wanted to get involved. And of course, Bitcoin is the luxury chain. So I had to, I had to start uh, with, with, with Bitcoin. And, uh, and I think especially um, 
particularly at Xverse, uh, I think a wallet is a really unique uh, space to, to dabble in because you really get to have uh, a hand in many different aspects of the Web3 space. So as a wallet, we're, we're the first touch point into the ecosystem. So, um, and we're, we're working and, and integrating with many different kinds of applications and protocols. So, uh, you know, we're supporting multiple layers um, on Bitcoin. We're, we're uh, working with DeFi. We're working with NFT projects and, uh, and many different kinds of applications. So it's really, it's been really exciting uh, journey so far. That's awesome. Was it, was there any one in particular that orange pilled you or was it through work or was it through another experience? Um, you know, what, what sparked that initial interest in Bitcoin and made you want to stick around the space? Well, I think Bitcoin is the, you know, the OG crypto that everybody knows it's a household name. And, and I think just any, anyone getting into crypto, you have to know about Bitcoin. You have to understand how the blockchain technology works. And so I think just, just starting there, if, if you don't get Bitcoin, then how are you going to get the rest of the, the ecosystem mm -hmm. around, uh, you know, root ownership and decentralization? If, if you don't get those concepts with Bitcoin, which is, is, is what, uh, you know, where the technology started, then um, that's, that's um, you know, there's going to be a lot of disconnect in other places. So I, I think uh, just just starting with Bitcoin, that's I kind of orange pilled myself in a way. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and and then, uh, and then from there, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to, to learn about all the other innovation taking off on, on other chains, which a lot of now is coming to, to Bitcoin. I'm excited to talk to you about that today and, and the rest of the audience. Yeah, this year has been very fascinating because we now have tokens being built on top of the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, so it's, it's been kind of interesting this spring to see what people have been able to do with ordinals and BRC20 tokens. And it, it, it opens up so many different questions and possibilities. Um, in terms of Xverse and your guys' app, is that like a functionality, something that you guys are building in? Is it more than just a straight up Bitcoin wallet? Um, you know, what are some of those key functionalities? Yeah, so I think what sets Xverse apart from any other Bitcoin wallet is that we are we're very advanced in regards to the features that we're shipping, but uh, pair that with super user-friendly experience. So something that's super intuitive, very intuitive design. It's a beautiful design uh, and it's also very accessible. We're uh, available on Android and iOS apps as well as a Chrome browser extension on uh, desktop. So really easy for anybody just to simply download the app and get started in the Bitcoin ecosystem. And it's a very similar experience to what you would find on other chains like MetaMask, um, on Ethereum or Phantom Wallet on Solana, uh, we really wanted to take this this similar approach and, and bring that to Bitcoin because most Bitcoin wallets um, are more optimized for devs and and people with a technical, very highly technical background. So we wanted to make this um, this ecosystem much more accessible to the rest of the world and and also be at the forefront of of supporting these really exciting innovations, uh, most recently uh, ordinals. Yeah, tell me more about ordinals and how that factors in. Like, can you hold like Pepe coin as well on the wallet or anything else that's created on top of Bitcoin? Um, or like, does a user have to know how to input that into the wallet? Kind of like what people have to do with like MetaMask and getting the RPC address and whatnot and plugging it in themselves. Or do you guys have that like set up as like a, ready to go template. It's kind of curious, like what that functionality looks like. 
Yeah, it's um, it's super easy. Uh, and for those who are listening, just totally encourage you to download experts and like replay to this section so that you can <laughs> track along. But just to say it's super easy. Uh, once you once you open up the wallet, you'll have uh, a little section that says manage token list. And from there, you can go in and select which tokens you want to be viewed. And uh, automatically, you'll have stacks and Bitcoin available, as well as BRC20 tokens. But what you can do in the manage token list is you can also select different SIP10 tokens. And these are tokens that are supported through the Stacks Bitcoin layer. Uh, Stacks functions kind of like um, kind of like an L2 on Bitcoin and like a side chain. Mm -hmm. uh, it leverages all of the security and immutability, all the, all the benefits that, that uh, Bitcoin has to offer. Stacks uh, takes advantage of that with a unique consensus mechanism called proof of transfer. And proof of transfer... Uh, essentially, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're able to leverage that security and, and then on top of that have uh, smart contract capabilities. So, so now we have programming capabilities leveraged through stack, powered by stacks on Bitcoin. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what, what about in terms of you know, on and off ramps? Is it just a standalone self-custody bitcoin wallet or do you guys have or plan to have any kind of on-ramp off-ramp with like a stable coin or with a with a bank pairing at some point or even with another application that has that um is that another thing that's built into the app or something on your guys's plan yeah i mean it's certainly something that we're we're considering uh we are we are already supporting SUSDT stablecoin. That's uh, through through Alex, and that's a, another stack SIP10 token. Uh, and uh, we're we're you know exploring other side chain or, or cross chain capabilities. For example, through through DLCs and other uh, DeFi protocols. So I, I think there's there's a lot to be explored there. Um, and, and since you happen to, to mention on-ramps, we also do have a lot of on-ramp options too for those who are new to the ecosystem. Um, you can simply uh, send send your assets over from another wallet when creating uh, your Xverse wallet, or you can purchase them directly through MoonPay. We've got Transact on there, Finance. So a lot of different options for people who are, who are just getting started. Very cool. Um, this is a question I think most people will be very interested in. in. It's the, the Lightning Network. Um, have you guys explored or already integrated Lightning Network into the app already? Um, or is that also something that's in your guys' plan? I know it's very um, popular right now because people want to be able to transact with their Bitcoin or at least be able to send it back and forth with very low fees. Um, because with things like Ordinals and BRC20, there's always a lot of questions as to whether or not it'll like raise up the, the prices on the Ethereum blockchain or, or potential mm. fees to, to transfer. Um, is that something that you guys also have in the pipeline or that you have worked in? Yeah, I'm glad you uh, brought that up. That's definitely one of the, the more exciting features that we're, we're looking at shipping in the coming, coming months, hopefully. Uh, it's, it's on our roadmap. It's been on our roadmap um, for a little bit now. We had to, to pivot to support ordinals and focus our efforts around that. But definitely finding solutions for cheap and instant Bitcoin payments is, is a top priority for us. We've been looking at Lightning. Uh, we've also been looking at a, a new uh, a new protocol coming out called SSBTC, which is uh, kind of like a it's also powered by the Stacks network, uh, and it's it's essentially a, a trustless two way pegged uh, think of it like a, a Bitcoin 
Bitcoin on layer two, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, that's something that we're hoping to enable as well. And that would be, you know, enable very, very fast transactions that are, uh, less, less expensive than Bitcoin. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a priority. Got it. You mentioned stacks too. I know that that's something that you guys are using for integrating, uh, decentralized applications. I'm curious more like how you guys envision, you know, growing that and like what kind of applications you guys could potentially integrate. Yeah, uh, there's there's so many being built out there right now, uh, and a lot of it is being uh, pioneered by a company called Trust Machines. And Trust Machines kind of operates similar to uh, to consensus uh, on a, on Ethereum. They're 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 building out all these different Bitcoin applications powered by Stacks. Uh, and and right now, I'm really excited to see some applications coming out of the ecosystem. For example. Um, one is a console. It's around. A, it's, it's like a social media app. It's kind of similar to to Discord. So that's mm -hmm. already live, and communities are already starting to to build out there. And what's what's great is, um, you know, it's token gated, so it really helps mitigate the scammers and bad actors, uh, and and bots that we come across all the time on on Discord. Right. Uh, then there's a lot of D DeFi protocols being built. One of them is Zest. Zest protocol. It's a it's a lending platform uh so that would that would enable uh, na native bitcoin lending uh there's another one uh called alex also another DeFi protocol so i mean most people they kind of laugh and they think DeFi bitcoin what you know th that's not possible mm -hmm. and and we're actually seeing this this come about with with uh with stacks uh you know people are looking at opportunities with with ordinals and with dlcs and uh, there's there's a lot of movement, so yeah, we're we're excited to see the ecosystem continue to grow, and you know it's just a matter of trying to keep up with it all because it's just all happening so fast. That's really cool. I remember using for a long time um, when the Lightning Network first came out an application called Blue Wallet, and I don't use them anymore. I'm going to use Xverse from now on. Um, but Blue Wallet okay. was kind of cool. It was just a little difficult to use, but it allowed me to, through the Bitcoin Lightning Network, to connect to certain like businesses and vendors. Um, one of them being Domino's Pizza. And you could actually uh, pay for a Domino's Pizza through the Bitcoin Lightning Network because I think they had like some kind of partnership agreement. There was like a node set up and it'd convert to dollars on their end or whatever. Um, but it was really cool because you could pay like through the application. Um, over the Lightning Network, and they'd order you a pizza, and then it would deliver it. Um, and then there was like I all kinds that. of. It was so cool. And there's all kinds of like games, and and you could play chess, you could bet, you could um, send messages to people, you could pay like this online service, and it'd be like a Satoshi, and it'd send a text message to somebody. Like there's all these like kind of cool little um, applications kind of built into it. Do you guys imagining having like an ecosystem like that at some point where maybe through the application you could do stuff like that with potential uh, vendors or companies or protocols that you partner with? Because I know that uh, the decentralized route uh, with applications has a lot of those too. Um, and it'd be really cool to have an application. It's kind of like an all-in-one place where you could do things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think down the road, we're just going to see, you know, what is a wallet essentially? It's it's uh, you know for storing your secret key phrase. But beyond that, I mean, there's so many uh, different opportunities to support uh, you know mass adoption, and and I think with that we're we're going to want to enable these these kinds of really intuitive, seamless 
applications with the real world. And I love that this this wallet you mentioned is already supporting, uh, you know, buying pizza, which is which is I'm sure an homage to uh, to the pizza Bitcoin right. pizza day, right? So mm-hmm. uh, it makes so much sense to um, you know do some fun fun things. I, I get why they they would want to have a partnership first and foremost with Domino's Pizza. That's fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of applications, you know, not just with with restaurants, but also with ticketing. We're looking at. Um, you know, a, a PO app, um, uh, you know, d- different kinds of ticketing options and, and proof of uh, attendance, uh, NFT, NFT capabilities. So I think there's a lot of a lot of interesting opportunities out there for for us and, and even um, easier ways to to onboard people as well. There are there's some uh, there's some really I, I'm blanking on the name of this of this company. But they, uh, I, and I'd, I'd love to, I'll, I'll have to send it to you and you can share it, in, yeah, the send it the, in the description, but uh, they essentially, they enable people to be able to sign in with the wallet using like their Google or their Facebook, but it's still all decentralized and uh, almost like a multi-sig uh, kind of experience there because you're, you're having, uh, you know, in case you, you lose access to your password, there's easier ways to, uh, to, to access it. And so, so it's not just lost forever. So I think there's a lot of opportunities out there to to make it much more intuitive and accessible for for people using uh, similar platforms and uh, ex- user experiences that people are already familiar with in Web two. Hey guys, quick message from our sponsor, Nitro Betting. Nitro Betting takes your desire for anonymity seriously and allows you to play without the need to worry about identity checks and personal information. It's a betting site, not an investment site. You should be able to just have fun. As a top trusted Bitcoin betting site, Nitro Betting truly has got your back. Back to the episode, guys. Got it. Another question on um, security with the application. What are some security features that are built into it to kind of give people... Uh, peace of mind with using it. I know, obviously, you know, backing up the seed phrase and doing that correctly and having proper uh, practice with storing it, not sharing it with people is always important. But what about things like um, two-factor authentication or other biometrics? Have you guys explored or integrated some of those? Right. Yes, of course. Um, it's all it's all encrypted, uh, and and uh, it's completely non-custodial. We're also fully audited, uh, open-sourced wallet. Uh, unlike many of the actually quite uh, notable wallets out there where um, we are, we are open source. So I think people are, are pleasantly surprised when they hear that, you know, we're, we're very transparent about who we are, what we do and um, how we protect everyone's assets. And one of the most exciting features that we shipped recently was ledger support. So we currently have ledger support for ordinals and BRC 20 tokens. And we are a little alpha here. We are imminently shipping support ledger support for for stacks uh so so soon um all the assets stored in xverse will be uh have built-in support for ledger and that's fantastic because it's it's kind of marrying the the top security from ledger with xverse's uh really intuitive design that everybody uh, will be familiar with so yeah we're, we're making it very easy for people to 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 have safe safe place for their their assets offline as well as very convenient online accessibility. Awesome. I, I've also heard about NFTs being developed on top of Ethereum is, or sorry, on top of Bitcoin. Used to was saying Ethereum, but on top yeah. of Bitcoin, <laughs> um, is that really a thing now? Can you now create NFTs on the Bitcoin network? 
Yeah, we're orange pilling you. <laughs> no more Ethereum. No, I'm just kidding. We're, no we're uh, relatively chain agnostic here. Max, Max, Maxi chain agnostic, I don't know. Some, sometimes it depends on the day. But uh, yeah, right. so would love to dive into ordinals a bit. Uh, so ordinals are essentially NFTs directly on the Bitcoin base layer. And uh, this is possible through a process called inscribing. So inscribing is when you're uploading data to a Satoshi and Satoshi is the smallest monetary unit of Bitcoin. So you're paying it's Satoshi's. It's like a, a token essentially. And so here we have a unique Satoshi tracked using ordinals theory and indexers. Uh, so this, this combination of ordinal theory and indexers and inscriptions here, we have non fungible tokens essentially on, on the Bitcoin base layer. And what's so unique about these, these uh, ordinals is what we call them. What's unique about ordinals as opposed to NFTs on other chains is that they, they are directly on the base, on, directly on chain, uh, as opposed to a lot of the ordinal um, NFTs on other chains, which are uh, most of the data is stored on IPFS servers uh, externally. So it's not actually on chain. And, and if these, these, uh, projects disappear for some reason, you, you could get rugged. You might not see your the image of your NFT uh, because they might not be paying those servers anymore. So we're essentially now seeing Bitcoin leveraged as not only a, a place to store your, uh, you know, for financial uh, use cases, but also for, for data. And that's actually always been possible on Bitcoin. And in, in fact, the first block had arbitrary data on it. Uh, non-economic data on it but um, so so I think a lot of people are like oh my goodness is this something new is this a change to Bitcoin but it's actually no this has always been possible but in a very limited way and now with uh, the past updates there was a taproot update and a segregated se segregated um, witness data upgrade uh, that happened a few you know the past few years but then uh, somebody named Casey Rotomar came around and found this kind of loophole where actually you can upload uh, larger amounts of data in a more accessible way to Bitcoin. So, so here we have ordinals. They're not, they're not going away. They're, they're, they're very much in line with, uh, with, with Bitcoin capabilities. There has been a lot of pushback from uh, these, uh, this, uh, these Bitcoin purists, let's call them. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, uh, this, this cultural tension that's been happening on Bitcoin, uh, almost like the, the block size wars back in 2017. But uh, right. this is not a, it's not a matter of, um, you know, some kind of crazy, uh, you know, you're not going to have to make any, any kinds of uh, crazy changes to Bitcoin, but it is, uh, it's something, something new that's attracted a lot of talent a lot of uh, creators and and builders and VCs are now coming to to Bitcoin to and and seeing Bitcoin the Bitcoin chain through a new lens for development and smart contract capabilities. Yeah, Bitcoin always seems to attract its own drama within the Web three world. Um, <laughs> do you remember back to like the Bitcoin SV days and Bitcoin Gold and Bitcoin Black and and there's like a Bitcoin spinoff for just about everything. Bitcoin cash and everyone was like claiming that one was the better version over Bitcoin. Um, obviously that I think phase kind of fizzled out, but it feels like the same thing's kind of happening. You know, you have true Bitcoin purists that believe that Bitcoin should be used for one singular purpose. And then you have people 
They're like, no, Bitcoin can do it all. It can do everything. We don't even need Ethereum or any other chain anymore. Um, it, it's kind of wild how we go through those phases. I think especially when we're in the middle or coming out of a bear market, it's like everyone piles into what can you do with Bitcoin? And um, yeah, it's it's quite wild. I know you were kind of new to the space, right? And were you watching it back then in like 2017, 2018? Uh, no, I actually, I actually wasn't, I was less familiar. I mean, I, I had some friends in the space, but, uh, you know, this is, this has been me kind of playing catch up. Uh, that's actually one of my summer, summer readings is, is, um, this book, uh, it's out of reach, but, uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, block size war. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of really, really, uh, really, it's been a really interesting journey on the space to see everything happen. But I think regardless of, of whether or not people like JPEGs on Bitcoin, I, I do like to find common ground, you know, as, as best we can with, with mm -hmm. people who are purists and, and hopefully we can all find common ground in that in the time of a bear market, we're seeing incredible uh, activity and uh, uh, even funding and, and building and movement momentum being poured into the chain. And it's been great for miners and if, if we want to see a billion people adopting Bitcoin, we are going to have to face these congestion issues at some point. We need to make Bitcoin programmable for it to survive, uh, to be able to, to continue and to incentivize the miners. So ultimately, if we want mass adoption, we need to be looking at scalability issues uh, or solutions on, uh, you know, with, with Stacks, with Lightning, with Rootstock, with, with all these different layers out there. Uh, we need to be exploring these opportunities. Uh, one thing that I really enjoyed seeing firsthand was uh, I was at the Bitcoin conference in Miami a few months back, and there was a side conference called the Bitcoin Builders Event. And at this event, um, there were representatives from every single Bitcoin layer who came out there, who spoke, who were participating, who were networking. And at one point, uh, the, the founder of the Stacks, uh, Stacks Network said, I was in a circle with every single leader there and we were all talking and, uh, you know, just really excited about next steps. And it was the first time they were all there together. So it was a really momentous time uh, for, for, for the Bitcoin culture, you know, to, to bring everyone together to, to have some consensus around, uh, you know, what's, what's next and, and to discuss, you know, innovative possibilities and, and in a very, uh, yeah, efficient, meaningful way. So yeah, it's, it's good to see, it's good to see this cultural shift happen and, and, you know, less, less silos still fully decentralized, but less silos and, and more, uh, you know, I, I think more sharing of, of ideas and, uh, and momentum in the right steps. Absolutely. One more question before we wrap up, and it's kind of a higher level question. I just kind of want to get your opinion personally, since you're you know working in the space and you work in particular with Bitcoin. Um, usually there is a division between two different camps of people that really enjoy Bitcoin. I'll, I'll try to avoid saying Bitcoin maxis, but I mean, kind of. Um, do you feel that Bitcoin can still fulfill its purpose of being an actual currency? Or do you feel like maybe it's treaded the ground of becoming a digital asset over the internet, something more equivalent to, to gold or, or oil or another commodity that's a store of value? Um, 
obviously, you know, Bitcoin can be used for either or people invest in it, people use it and spend it and, and hold it. Um, but what do you think, in your opinion, do you think Bitcoin will emerge into or do you think it'll be both or one of the either or something different? Well, I, I think the goal here is to create a vibrant free market and we're still very nascent. There's there's still so many different applications being built on use cases to be explored, but ultimately it's 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 both right. It's a, it's both a store value, but also uh, it's an open free internet, you know, a user owned internet. So I think I think there's a lot of a lot of opportunities for for people to enjoy Bitcoin as they as they and use Bitcoin as they want to. It's permissionless. It's free. Uh, and, and, and trying to control it is actually, uh, opposing to the, the ethos of Bitcoin. So, uh, and, and I think Bitcoin is, is the, is the most resilient blockchain. So, uh, this, the values there, the, the market cap, I, I, uh, I don't have the exact numbers now, but it's, it's a, it's a 600 billion dollar market cap that it's ready to be unleashed. And I believe it's around double that of Ethereum. So uh, the value is there, the, the uh, familiarity, the institutional adoption, we're on the brink of institutional adoption uh, with, with the Bitcoin ETFs being filed through BlackRock, through a number of other uh, uh, financial institutions. So uh, I think we're, we're really looking at a lot of really exciting uh, mass adoption opportunities. So it's, it's just a matter of time. I, I think also it has to do with, you know, it's like a, you have to get the perfect, the stars have to align really, you know, and I, I think a lot of Bitcoin adoption is, uh, is dependent on liquidity. There's not a lot of liquidity right now in the economy from a, through a macro lens and Bitcoin is kind of this porous sponge that's going to soak it all up. <laughs> so, right. you know, once we have this liquidity and, and people are, are comfortable with, with um, you know, bull markets uh, scenario, I think we're going to see a lot more adoption there and and hopefully now with ordinals with with um new projects and and builders and funding uh xverse actually just received a 500 million dollar uh fund for for seed growth so we're really excited about nice. that yeah <laughs> uh so so we're yeah we're excited we're we're ready for this next chapter of, of building and and of adoption and we're, we're ready to hit the ground running over here at xverse we've been we've been building we've been heads down uh and we're ready to scale yeah i think matter of time is the the key phrase did you see the bitcoin etf that was approved in europe today the jacoby one? Oh, i did not i've speaking of heads down <laughs> <laughs> i did not did not see that so i'll have to check it out yeah yeah there was a, a bitcoin spot etf that was approved a while back to be traded in Europe, and it was just listed today. Um, and coincidentally, right after the SEC delayed the ARK Invest spot ETF in the U.S., it, it's crazy the the lack of focused education and innovation in the U.S. around this kind of stuff. And everywhere yeah. else in the world, they're just embracing it super quickly. It's right, right. It's a little crazy, and if not scary too, because you know when you when you push back against innovation, where what happens is that talent is going to go elsewhere and and then that talent goes elsewhere and then the the uh the solutions are elsewhere and the the capabilities and the competition is going to be stronger elsewhere and in the hands of of uh foreign entities and and so i, I think the us you know we're missing out if we're going to be pushing back against against innovation and against what um you know what what the people want 
So, yeah. Yeah. I consider myself a cautious optimist <laughs> and I'm all for proper regulation and proper guidance and, and, you know, setting up frameworks and environments that are very beneficial and safe for people to use. I mean, obviously 2022 was a disaster and it's very clear that we need that stuff. Mm. Um, everything from BlockFi right. to Voyager to FTX, et cetera, you name it. Yeah. But that's um, not web three. If you think about it, like they're, they're not really decentralized. They're, they're web two custodial mm -hmm. institutions essentially. So yeah. I don't even consider them to be, to be crypto, like, like web three companies. They're, yeah, using, yeah, that's they're, true. they're holding crypto, but they're, they're, they're custodial. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's true too. And at the same time on the other flip of the coin, you know, in the U S ha not having any laws passed or legislation and having uh, regulatory agencies that are, you know, too aggressive, I think also has hurt a lot in the U S you know, some of that developments, whereas in other places you have bills coming out, you had Mika in Europe and Hong Kong and Singapore, you know, handing out licenses to everybody. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a matter of time. I think before sh things shake out here in the U S too. And it, Overall, it's a very exciting time, I think, to be in in the Bitcoin ecosystem, in crypto, and in, in blockchain. And I think you guys are positioned very well for that. Um, how, how can people download the Xverse app? Where can they get access to it? Is it on um, the App Store? Is it on Android? Uh, can they yeah. use it online on desktop? Yeah, yeah, we we are available on on iOS, on Android, on Chrome browser extension. So. If you just go to, if you're on your computer, go to xverse.app, you'll just hit the download button, very easy. Or if you're on your phone, you can just go to your app store and, and download us there. Please give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear some feedback as well. Join our community where we're very active on Twitter mostly, or X as we now call it, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and which I love. I love that Elon rebranded Twitter to X. It's like a great way to subliminally message the world that they should download Xverse as well. <laughs> but uh, actually, it's funny. A lot of people were saying that they, once they, the rebrand happened, they saw some, uh, they were accidentally opening up Xverse wallet, mistakenly thinking it was uh, Twitter X. <laughs> so <laughs> we, I, I saw my, yeah, I saw my, my, uh, our, our open rate was spiking the past week. So I was like, this is great. You know, <laughs> Is, is your handle on formerly Twitter now X uh, like at Xverse? We're Xverse app. Okay. Yeah, at Xverse, at Xverse app. app. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, check us out. We're very active there. Um, less so active on Discord, just because um, you know there's there's just so many scamming things happening. We, we were like, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna shift our community back to X. So that's that's where we are uh, for the most part. But um, yeah, exploring other in in-person opportunities to, to meet up with the community as well. We're, we're very active at conferences. Uh, I'll be in Asia, I'll be in uh, Korea and Singapore and we'll be at Bitcoin Amsterdam. So uh, yeah, definitely take uh, to keep your eye out for our team and we'd love to connect with you. Absolutely. Um, we'll be sure to put everything in the description below for the episode so people can easily find all that stuff and download the app and check it out. Um, Elizabeth, thank you for taking the time to come on the show today and talk about Xverse and what you guys are working on and building out this awesome Bitcoin application. I'm excited down. I have it downloaded. I'm going to set it up today and send some Bitcoin over and start using it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for taking the time. Really do appreciate it.
Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And thanks uh, for everyone for listening. Hey guys, final message from our sponsor, Nitro Betting. Nitro Betting gives you so many options to bet, wager, and play with a deep sports book from NFL to NBA to NHL to MLB to MMA to motorsports to poker to blackjack to esports to Rocket League to Call of Duty. There's plenty of diversity and choice, whatever you guys want to do. So go to nitrobetting.eu to experience everything they have to offer and see you on the next episode, guys.